A podcast network. Hey, I'm Ben Katzman, the one who likes to rock, and you're listening to Radio 8 Ball with Andres Jones. Keep rocking. Radio 8 Ball. Give us a shake. We're in the studio. Tempting fate. Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions. Like picking musical tarot cards, I'm your host, Andras Jones, here at Black National Studios in Missoula, Montana, January 25th, 2019, with our musical guest, Ermina Jean. Hello. That's going to just rhyme every time I say it. So, so nice. 2019 <laughs> with Ermina Jean. This is your year. So, Ermina... We've been hanging out with your friends, listening to your songs. It's a cavalcade of soul coming through here. Lots of soulful, thoughtful questions. And mostly just like, like there's just a lot of love that you have with these people you're bringing in. So yeah. who's, our, who's our next guest here? Who's sitting next to you, smiling and... This is the lovely Alana Waxman. Alana Waxman. I it wrong. God. Um, it's okay, it happens. Yeah. Um, she is a movie director. Ooh. And, um, I think she's also done some acting, but I actually haven't seen it. Um, and she is uh, actually making my music video right now, which is really cool. And I met her the day that I first saw one of her films that was it won an award on um, the Audience Awards. Right? Yeah. That very same day, I saw her film. Audience I, Awards here? Yeah. At the, what, what, the, what film festival? Yeah. Isn't it National? Yeah. Though? It, Speaking to the mic, please. National, though, I think. Yeah, it was a weird thing where I had just moved here from L.A. and I had been at the L.A. Shorts Fest with my short film. And I got an email from them asking me, it's telling me that I could apply for this audience awards competition. So I did and I ended up winning it. And then I realized that the people who run the audience awards competition actually live in Missoula, which is where I was. Right. And that was weird. It's called a synchronicity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so okay. Well, so you're a filmmaker. You, but you're you're from out. You moved from LA to Missoula. 
Yes, but I'm not from LA either. Ah, where were you? Where did you move to LA from? I moved from LA from Berkeley, California, but I'm not from there either. Well, where did you move? I'm gonna. We, I can just do this all day. Where did you move to Berkeley from? I moved there from Fairfield, Iowa, which is where I'm from. Ah, so how long were you in Fairfield, Iowa? I lived there. I grew up there. Uh, I was born and raised there, and I lived there till I was 18, and then I moved. To, you got the hell out. This Berkeley is well, like. Well, I went somewhere else oh, first, actually. I went where? to Connecticut College. Connecticut College. Yes. To study film? To study theater. To study theater. And acting. Ah. So it's in my past. Okay. Right. Um, and a part of my present. But, and then I moved back to Fairfield after college for about a year. And then I moved to Berkeley. And then I went to grad school in LA. And then I moved to Missoula. To the. To now, is there a, what's the film community like here in Missoula? Well, um, there's actually a lot going on, but I didn't know that when I moved here. I moved here to make a film that I had in my head, and uh, but there are big, three big film festivals that happen here. I work for the Roxy Theater, which is your T-shirt uh, here in Missoula, which is the Art House Theater. It's a theater that is also a T-shirt. Yes, folks, it's amazing. <laughs> it's like a transformer. Yeah. Um, but so the film community here is really supportive and really there's always things going on and people doing projects and also big independent films coming in to film uh, here and a movie that was shot about an hour from here gone into South by Southwest. That's What's cool. it called? What film? It's called Mickey and the Bear and two years ago we had films at South by Southwest and Sundance. And What's Mickey and the Bear about? You know, I don't know, actually. I wasn't a part of that shoot. Oh, okay. Let's not talk about that. Let's talk about your films. (laughs) So so you've been making films here for how long? Um, I first learned how to make films in 2011 when I started grad school. But you've been making films here in Missoula for for how long? Um, I moved here in 2014. 2014. Cool. So, and... uh, is there anything that we can like? If, if uh, is there anything I can find of yours on the web that I can post with this blog yeah. so people can see your work? Yeah, um, I have some short films and some music videos that are on my website, which is myname.com, and I can share with you some links to post. That name being Alana, Alana Waxman. Don't Alana go Waxman. look. Don't go to myname.com. Yeah. <laughs> go to alanawaxman.com. With a K S and not an X. Yeah. Unlike, who are, do, do people get that wrong all the time? Yeah. I mean, some of my cousins spell it with an X, so it's not that did you did, did you change, did you add the K? I didn't. No. Okay. Born that way. You, <laughs> good for you. <laughs> so, I don't, I don't, actually I didn't know how to respond to that. I don't, I think, I don't think good for you is the, the appropriate response, but that's uh, all I could come up with in the it's moment. Not, it's not a bad thing, I guess. No, yeah. It is good. Yeah. Why not? Um, for some reason, I'm. They, you ever get this in your head? Like I'm. My. I don't want to do it, but my mind is trying to make up a Karate Kid joke, like about wax on and wax oh, off. Sure. But the yeah. K, you lost. I don't know. You lost your X. K. I don't know. Sorry, people. Uh, so, uh, so you make films, yeah. and do you cast mostly people in Missoula, or do you cast people? I ask because I work as a manager for actors in LA. So. Oh. Every time I meet a director, I'm like, hmm, maybe well, there's some work for one of my one of my folks. 
Yeah, I think I'm planning on shooting a feature film this summer, so it'll be a mix of people uh, from all over, probably, and from this area who will be in the film, hopefully. And I also really enjoyed doing music videos, so it was really cool to get to... We, we had been talking about doing a music video together, me and Ermina. Which song? I Know Nothing. Oh, that was the song that was the answer to my question. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's I, appropriate. I can't wait to see it. Do, when do you think... Do you have an idea when it'll be done? I am. I haven't told Hermina this, but I am planning on finishing up by the end of February. Oh, wow. That's my goal. Great. Then we can so post great. that video with this when it comes out. Great. Oh, cool. That would be appropriate. Excellent. Well, now why don't we get into your question for the Pop Oracle? Sure. Go ahead. <laughs> do I just ask it? Well, you can do. You can give us a little preface, or if you want to, you know, dance it first. Or... Yeah. Well. I just caught the end of the last interview and I was already seeing the synchronicity because her the question that she arrived at as an answer to what her question was is very similar to what my question was. Ooh, like a handoff, of yeah. a healing handoff. Yeah. You're almost like you're dancing together. Yeah. Because um, I, I just got back into town last night, actually. I was at a art house convergence with... Uh, some of my Roxy Theater um, co-workers. And it's something I've been thinking about. I've, I think about it all the time, I guess, but I've been thinking about it especially after this uh, meeting we had at this conference where there was just a lot of... Um, it's this part of the conference that was really trying to address uh, equity and equality for everyone and addressing issues in the art house industry, in the film industry, and um, in our country, in the world, uh, but in the context of art house cinema, how can we create um, true equity? And in even in this small group, which was about 30 people, it all kind of unraveled, and we were people were calling out other people for not um, actually doing that. In, in the context of trying to do that. And it was painful to be in that room and also really uh, felt important, but it was uncomfortable for everyone. It's just a lot of emotion and a lot of rawness. And so my question is, I guess, I, and something that I'm always thinking about is how, how do I heal is my question. How do I heal? How do I heal from... Uh, my own uh, parts of my life that I've inherited or uh, had some sort of traumatic experience with and how do we heal in terms of uh, all the trauma that we've all lived through in various varying different very different ways and um, or that we haven't actually lived through but it's been kind of handed down um, from all sorts of trauma that has is in our past in our history so how do how do i heal how do we heal how do <clears throat> you heal how do we heal and obviously for anyone who's listening how do how do you heal how do i heal really that's the main question how do i and we so great so alana now to engage the pop oracle uh, you get to Spin the wheel of eight. 
Na 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 na. We love it. Song number three. Is that three or four? That's a barely on the three. Oh. Yeah, three, and that is high. Wow. How has it not hit the same number more than once? Is that part of the magic? It is part of the magic. Yeah, we have gone through songs two, four, six, and now three.
That was hi, the answer to Alana's question, how can I heal? How can we heal? So <coughs> another beautiful song. So uh, tell us a little bit about the background of where that comes from. That one is about... Uh good friend of mine who's also an ex-boyfriend uh, and how it took a really long time to uh, feel okay actually so mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, um, I guess you know kind of how uh, I had to I did have to set him free in order to make everything okay otherwise things were just going to continue to go downhill mm-hmm. um yeah, so there's a line in there about, you know, your your hand, your arms wrapped around my knees. I had to set you free. Mm-hmm. Kind of that, like, as soon as one person begins to kind of lose their dignity in a situation, it's really hard to go back. Mm-hmm. And if you end it there, then it, you can save a lot of heartache. Mm-hmm. So if, when you say, uh, I, I, I don't want to get into the specifics, but when you say arm, like, I, I'll, I've been the way I relate to that is I've been in relationships where someone was ending it and I wasn't ready for it to end. Yeah, and that's what it felt. Whoa, whoa, and that's what it felt like. Um, <laughs> what was that? And a kind of crazy thing happened. So, uh, so that and that's what it felt like when you know that that image of like holding someone's knees and don't go, don't go. It's almost like yeah. the the child cell, like you you revert to this child self like not like the aban- fear of abandonment and all that stuff that is very primal and yeah you know and mm-hmm. that comes out that, that comes out when people deeply project connect entwine in relationship a lot so right. is that what you're that what you're describing yeah and you let him so when you say you let it when you say let go it sort of sounds like someone who's trying to leave but this is someone who you let go who maybe didn't want to leave but if you didn't let them go it would have gotten worse yeah. mm-hmm. got it got it um I'm sure many of us can relate to that. Yeah, and I can be, I've been on both sides. Yeah. Of course. You've been around long enough, you'll be on all sides of everything. <laughs> so, uh, so Alana, what did you think about that as the answer to your question? Well, I guess I've always, I know this song. I know a lot of Ermina's songs pretty well. Um, That's great when you have context like that. So. Yeah. And I guess, even though we never talked about what that, about I felt that that's what it was about and I've always related to it from my own personal experiences and when Amina and I first met actually I feel like we were both kind of going through a similar experience of some kind that was the song is perhaps referencing in some ways or I might be projecting something Uh, but um, I don't think it was that breakup but it was a different one okay (laughs) (laughs) but whatever Mm -hmm. but anyway um I guess what I was thinking about, just knowing that own that how that experience in my life or what Ermina's singing about is uh, really scary and really painful. And it's um, in my life, I guess it's been like two people getting so 
used to each other and then to kind of have to break something or change it is really frightening and and that song that phrase my love is a little lost um I feel like relates to what I was asking about because to me I think we have to to heal it means um becoming something that we don't yet know Mm -hmm. and we don't know what that looks like and that's frightening and you have to kind of let go of what you're used to and because those are the things that are keeping you stuck in um in a unhealed place Mm -hmm. and uh so it's it's, to me that song this song is just kind of being in that in-between space where um you have you know you need to move on but you're still you haven't like made the full transition into whatever that new thing is yet or and so it hurts so i'm curious because your question was it was motivated by the experience you had at this mm-hmm. workshop retreat yeah, conference, conference conference and the the levels of complexity like in trying to do the good work realizing that it's really hard work yeah because even with 30 people in a room that's 30 different experiences that you know depending you know depending upon how diverse that group is and even if it's completely not obviously diverse it's still 30 different individual experiences that you put them in a room it just gets complex so i'm curious so taking it out of the specifics of the story and the relationship mm-hmm. how do you think that relates to those kind of interpersonal dynamics and organizations and uh, achieving equity like you said yeah well i guess what was pointed out in the room was that you know one woman actually stood up and said well you're seeing it like this because that's your experience and you're seeing it like this because that's your experience and you're seeing the same exact thing two completely different ways because that's your life and that's all that's what we're all doing and i guess creating space well, the meeting started because there were supposed to be two new people taking over this organization and um uh, there was a call for more women of color to join the leadership roles. And then the women of color were speaking up and saying that they didn't feel comfortable because the leadership roles that they had already chosen for them to join with were white women. So therefore, this organization that was trying to be um, one of equity um, was was already not doing that, and they, they already didn't feel um, a part of it. Mm-hmm. And so basically we just after talking about it for a while, we just left it and we're going to have a phone call in a month. But basically we didn't decide anything. And so that's what I mean, I guess, where we don't know what the new, what we know we need to heal, but we don't know what that looks like. Yeah. And so it's just about getting in opening space to allow that to happen. And then trying to be open to that and being led by that, even though it's like, well, it all feels, it's all unsettling. It's all painful, I guess. And it's just. Um, well, I have, I have a couple of ideas. And I just want to say that this, I'm going to interpret it from my own standpoint. I'm not, I'm going to be critical of the point of view in the song, but not critical of you and your experience mm-hmm. in the song. But the song is about someone saying, did you really come over to say hi? And I believe that in the situation that you're talking about, that, w- that was in question. Mm-hmm. But thinking about this, 
the idea that we bring our fears that are reasonable yeah. to the two interactions. And maybe someone really does just want to say hi, but because of our past experiences, we're, we hear someone saying hi as a threat or as some sort of manipulation or as some sort of something else, something other than just saying hi. So it, that's sort of reflected to me in that, I, that that's one of the things we have to, we're trying to get over because there's a lot of reasons for a lot of different people because of their very real lived experience did not trust other people who look like the people who did that to them, whatever, how, and there's a lot of different, uh, there's a lot of getting out of dialectics, right? But there's still a lot of dialectics in there that we still live in and we see. So that's there. And then there's just something, you asked a question about how can we heal and how in, in this context, and I don't want to give advice, but if it was my question, the thing that I would be thinking about would be, and again, this is a total subversion of where the song is coming from, but how can we just, it's not how you intended it, but in the interim, how can, if I, if I was a, taking a leadership role in this, how can I say hi to these people who are in this situation outside of a group dynamic where things have to, where you're solving a problem, just you have a month to reach out and say, hi, welcome. <laughs> how, what's, how you, what's going? Let's talk. What are, what are you reading? What, have you, what did you watch recently? Like something that doesn't have anything to do with that but out of these power dynamics, but just building some sort of experience that is not charged because probably everyone does want to just on the, some level just connect. Yeah. And also we have to protect when we're in a situation where like that a group and we're trying to figure out how, all these difficult things. Well, I have to protect my ground. But outside of it, there's also this desire of just like, I hope people like me. I hope I didn't come off like a jerk. Like, I know I had to do this thing, but I know, I, you know, you, you know how it is when you feel like you have to stand for something. But everyone around you is like, oh, wouldn't couldn't this just be simple? Right. And it can't be simple because it's not. So that's what I would take from it is that there's maybe there's an opportunity in healing in this situation to just. Hi, <laughs> like, you know, like kids on the playground, you know. So that's what I got. What do, do you, does that land anywhere? Or yeah, just... I can see that. And I can also see just, I think that, I think the key to is just like transparency and being honest. And which is also kind of what that line is talking about. It's like, did you really just come over to say hi or was there more to it? And mm -hmm. there probably was more to it. Or I feel <laughs> when I've been in those situations, yeah. there is more to it. And um, just being honest for all of us to be honest about um, where where we're at and what what we want, and for me to in my own life too to I run up against things where I you know feel like a victim to my own projections or I'm interpreting something in a certain way because of experiences that I've had, and that's something that I'm actively always trying to. Uh, be more aware of. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It just made me think about that and just transparency and, and all the layers of like, well, I did come over to say hi, but it was also about this and it was also about mm -hmm. this. And maybe that's a part of the healing too. Yeah. Peeling the the onion and just like, cause everything is about, like when you get into it, it just, it all gets deep and complex, but also there is that just like, I wish we could just like hang out. Right. Yeah. But also there's, and just acknowledging that, um, that in some ways I don't think we can right now. I that know. there's other things to that yeah. need to be addressed that haven't been addressed. Exciting times. Yeah. <laughs> so 
I don't know how much time we have left, but on this question. Well, I'll let one of you, we let you have the last word. Well, I just had a very similar experience in October in my field of work, which is affordable housing. And I went to a conference in Pittsburgh and my field of work is uh, with community land trusts, which is a model that was started by African-Americans in the 60s. And it's been taken over kind of by white people since then. Not taken over, but, you know, that white people have risen to the top of the leadership positions miraculously, as we do in our country. And um, this conference was amazing, and it was really uncomfortable in the same way for a lot of people because a lot of the African-American folks from all over the country were just calling everybody out. And it was beautiful, but it was, you know, even when you put somebody in a leadership position, but you keep the structures the same, so the structures are still racist, it it doesn't fix the problem. Mm -hmm. And so they were calling that out, like, over and over again in every session that I went to. And they were, you know, they were like, you have to make your spaces welcoming. You have to actually talk to people that aren't white and bring them (laughs) into the meetings and, you know, like, actually help people get into these positions because they aren't comfortable approaching a bunch of white people that seem like they're probably a little bit racist or, you know. Um, And so uh, there were a lot of those really important conversations. Um, And so back to intention and, like, why were you calling? I guess it's just intention can't be all of it. You also have to, like, you have to learn how to do it right. Like what's impact, the impact is also important. Yeah. Whatever your intention. Yeah, you have to make sure you're doing it right and you'll you'll definitely fuck up as a a white person, I think, um as you're learning. Mm-hmm. Are we allowed to swear? We've been swearing. You can totally swear. I feel like we've all been okay. Yeah. Use all this like the dirtiest word I think we've used like uh is white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can be as you could be as, I don't know. Uh, you know, I would, I would only just say, like, we, we're all, like, yeah, we're all figuring it out. That's messy. But yeah. it's, it's so much better messy. I think it's so, like, I think as, and it's painful messy. I've got, you know, I step in it all the time. Yeah. Um, but it's way better, way better than it's been. So, yeah, in some I think ways. It's, I think yeah. it's, it's just, the, the awakening is going to be messy. It's going to be uncomfortable, especially for those of us who have been too comfortable yeah. But yeah. 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 Even if you've been uncomfortable, it's still going to get more uncomfortable. Yeah. I've been uncomfortable ever since I, like, as long as I can remember, but that's just because I'm an anxious person. But mm-hmm. it's, the world is caught up to me. Now the world's as uncomfortable as I've always been. So, <laughs> well, uh, I can't wait to see your films and see how this whole, how the, now that I'm hip to the Missoula film scene, I want to learn more about it. Yeah. So, I want to check out this, uh, what's the, what's the film that went to Sundance? Oh, uh, from well, there was walking out that well, went the one to about the the one about the bear. Oh, Mickey and the Bear is going to be at South by Southwest in March this year. See, I makes me think of Smokey and the Bandit. Makes me think of BJ and the. Is this a trucker movie with a with a with a monkey in it? Because that's what I want to see. It could be. I don't. <laughs> I feel my friends. If any of my friends are listening to this, that they don't. I don't know what they were up to for. A bunch of weeks of their lives. I'm sorry. That's okay. You know that you're you're waiting to see it. You know we're all yeah. we're all waiting to see this film. Yes. 
Hopefully you'll come play in Montana in October during our Montana Film Festival. At the Roxy. At the Roxy Theater. Right on. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. We hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. For more info about our show, visit Radio8Ball.com, where you'll find the Radio 8 blog, our Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the pop oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And if you give us good reviews and ratings, that really helps get the word out. Until next time, I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio 8 Show. It's a good show. <laughs> <laughs>